Hello and welcome to Ash to Ash, your weekly cigar podcast. Pick your sticks, fix your drinks, sit back and relax with your hosts, Bill and Jeff. Welcome to another episode of Ash to Ash, your cigar podcast. This is your host, Bill and Jeff, and welcome to the show. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Bill. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Excited to get uh, going on this one. Uh, if anybody's been following us on Instagram and or Facebook, uh, you'll know that uh, Jeff and I are going to be starting a series on Seed to Shelf, your cigar journey. We're going to be taking you on a journey uh, as a cigar goes from the seed in the ground to it gets to the shelf at the brick and mortar where you buy your cigars. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to be talking about a few topics. And the first topic we'll be talking about is the beginning of a cigar, which is a tobacco plant and the different, uh, you know, uh, sources and varieties of the tobacco plants. And then we're going to take you through the journey of how that uh, tobacco leaf gets processed and uh, taken care of until it gets to the table where the uh, rollers put it together and it gets put in a nice little box and gets sent to your retail. So with that being said, we're going to look at a little picture. I got a little picture here, Jeff, we can look at. Not a lot of people know what what their actual tobacco in the cigar ends up, starts out to be. The cigar, they think, is just that... uh, I think it's just that brown thing. That, that, that brown stick that uh, they cut <laughs> on one end and and they light up on the other end. But this is exactly how the cigar starts. This is a cigar uh, or tobacco plant. And these are the different leaves. And I was uh, surprised uh, to find out, did you know a tobacco plant grows from four to six feet? Yes, it, depending on the climate that it's in. But that's talking about, you know, the amount of rain that it gets and whatnot, because rain is actually uh, the enemy in most cases to a tobacco plant. Tobacco does not like a lot of water. Yep. Well, I I, I, I knew it got as tall, but I didn't realize it got to six feet. That's mm-hmm. taller than me. <laughs> not as tall. Well, it's probably close to your height. Yeah, I mean, I've when I was I was on a couple different tobacco farms in you know Connecticut and and uh, you know Pennsylvania when I went to the Trevor uh, St. Barn Smokers, and they'd go through the fields with the cherry barns and everything else. And you know, when you're out in the field and you're looking at these plants, and you know, at the time, depending on what part of the season, you know, during the growing process, they'd already be like three foot off the ground, and they would tell you it's this one, you know, these are going to be about five feet mm-hmm. by the time they're done. And uh, it's it's actually pretty impressive the operation when it comes to that. You know, just seeing all the work that goes into it, and it's just it's just a lot. <laughs> you know, just yeah. just for something as simple as this, right? It's well, just a you, lot of work. I was amazed at a lot. Uh, have you ever seen the video series, or even just odd in 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 the periodicals and all like Perdomo? Uh, no, I have not seen okay. that series. Uh, 
Well, if you go to their YouTube channel, I mean, it hasn't been updated in a while, but the information is probably still the same. But Perdomo, I mean, I, I, I'm on. I think if I'm not mistaken, they have drones that fly over their fields that tell them what areas of the fields need uh, either more, a little bit more water for the moisture content or the nutrients or whatever. So it's like down to us. It's now a, a scientific process. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah. But like you were saying, uh, tobacco plants are usually fond of rich soils with sunny weather mixed with rain. And you have to be, they like their temperatures. They they like it to be 80 to 90 degrees. So, you know, like mm -hmm. us, like us folks here in Buffalo, New York, we'd love it to be 80 or 90 degrees. <laughs> um, well, but, it depends. I mean, you, you don't want that year round. Well, no, but. <laughs> But tobacco plants, you know, they're pretty particular about their environment and all that. Um, uh, and then... Uh, oh, yeah. They're, they're very uh, finicky. I think it was a word that was used Yep. to describe it when I was on one of the farms. You know how, you know, it's, 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 such, a, uh, it's such a balance with the right amount of water, the right amount of sunlight. And, you know, if, you know, it, it, it's, it's just so such so critical that if, if you have a major storm run come through that could really destroy the entire crowd and so it's always something they're monitoring and it's that's why it's only certain areas you know you're really able to grow a, a large quantity of tobacco because the climate is just perfect um for for the entire season i mean granted you know the growing season i forget the, the amount of time the guy said it was saying you said it was like really like three months that it really takes three to four months for it to really grow. And then after that's really where all the hard work starts with harvesting and everything else. Right. But yeah, I bet uh, now from, from the tobacco plant, just like everything else, everybody has a pecking order. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I put another picture up. This is the uh, anatomy of a tobacco plant, like we were talking before. They get up to from four to six feet tall. And then you have your order in uh, which the leaves are categorized. Um, and if we look at the top of the plant, so if you're looking at a plant and, and it might be a little bit shocking to people that don't... Uh, like I said, they just say, this is the cigar. This is my brown stick that I'm going to get. Um, but the very top of the tobacco plant, the leaf is the lajero. Some people mm -hmm. pronounce it lajero, but it's lajero. Uh, or that's uh, that's Spanish for light. And that's the tobacco leaf that is at the very top of the plant. Um, this pl this uh, leaf is slower to mature. Than the other two sections um, and it has a, a rough texture or a grainy texture and it receives the most sunlight of course if it's going to be the top of the plant and if you're six foot tall and you're the top leaf you're going to get all that sunlight um, more than the other other parts of the plant um, it's the strongest variety of the plant um, and this is mainly grown in Esteli, which is a region of Nicaragua. And this 
this plant, uh, this part of the plant consists of several uh, levels which vary from the seed to seed. So that's another thing too. Um, it's my understanding that a lot of the, the uh, farms that grow the tobacco leaf have, uh, you know, very, uh, have, have gotten very good with the scientific part with the um, pollination and crossbreeding the, the uh, different uh, varietals to give them a, a, a stronger plant or a different plant that would yield this type of leaf um, just through science and, you know, doing, doing that part. I mean, it's just amazing the things they can do nowadays where you get the two different plants and you can, you know, do, do the scientific, uh, uh, whatever the terminology is for that and get a seed that uh, cross pollinates two different plants. Yeah, that's that's how they've come up, come up with the, I believe it's the uh, Corojo uh, 99 and the uh, Riojo 98 seed, which you'll hear a lot about. But um, yeah, with, with the uh, with, with the technicals, it really just has to do with uh, checking the levels in the, in the soil for the nutrients um, and making sure that the balance is correct before actually um, planting tobacco and everything else. But uh, yeah, the Lajero, yes, it is the, the the strongest when it comes to uh, I, I want to say nicotine content. It, it's it's the strongest leaf of the plant. It's also the the, the leaf with the most oils. So it actually is. Uh, you you won't find a lot of Lajero in the cigar, um, just because it it's harder for it to burn because of how oily it is. Mm -hmm. So yep. The, so the Lajero uh, leaf is the very top of the plant. Uh, now mm -hmm. to the middle part of the plant. The middle part of the plant is called Seco. Um, this is a coarser, which is, it's a coarser uh, leaf. It offers a milder flavor. And uh, this makes up 50% of the tobacco plant. And there's three different uh, types of leaf varieties that are part of that. Seiko segment. Um, they're well balanced and oily. Uh, and then, uh, you know, they're determined uh, just basically by, uh, you know, just how they grow depending on the plant or, or the, the, the varietal. Um, best part about the Seiko section of the tobacco plant, it gets the best features from both the top of the plant and then your bottom of the plant. So as it grows and the nutrients and all that go from the bottom all the way up top, the ones in the middle. So you're going to get what's, what's, what's coming up to you. And then you're going to get most of it before the Lajero top gets it. And then you're going to get a little bit more sun in the bottom. So they get the, they get a little bit of both worlds. They just hang out there and, and that's, uh, you know, so 50% of that is going to be out of your uh, Seiko. Mm -hmm. And then on the bottom part, the bottom part of the plant is volado. And uh, pretty much a lot is here. Um, this is the part of the plant that hangs around, you know. I know for a fact, um, just by some of the research and, and talking to Nick himself, the bottom leaves they have on the plant at the Perdomo farm. Um, 
they trim those off and they get discarded. Mm -hmm. um, so this part of the plant has little to no sun exposure. It doesn't have much flavor. Um, these leaves are very light and thin, and uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, but it also offers exceptional burning qualities because it's more combustible. Yes. Um, so and it's got less oil because it doesn't get as much sun. It uh, right. burns a lot faster. And that's why it's mostly used for the filler of the right. cigar. And, uh, and of course, what they do, you know, as of anything, you want to take your very best leaves out of the plant when it gets through the process. And that usually ends up being the wrapper. Mm -hmm. So if we take that and if like in this in this diagram I'm showing now, you have your uh, leaves. So you have uh, the volado down the bottom. You have the seco in the middle. You have your lajero. And then if you look over to the right of the diagram, pretty much uh, this is the anatomy of a cigar. This is what the finished product is going to be, and then. Like we said before, we'll take you through the whole process, but you'll find that Volato pretty much is filler, some Seiko in the filler, some Lajero in the filler, um, and then you'll have the binder and then the wrapper. So the wrapper is going to be the best of the best um, of the cigar plant, of the, I'm sorry, tobacco plant. Uh, well, I think you, you want to you want to you want to break that down. That the the wrapper leaf is the most aesthetic looking leaf. Usually, right. the leaf with the the least amount of uh, veins or the smallest veins, I should say, um, so that it's going to give that smooth um, effect. Yeah. So you want to not not only does your cigar want to burn correctly and have a have a good uh, flavor note, but it also wants to look pretty good. I mean, unless you're wrapping at home and you don't really care what kind of cigar you're, you're producing. Um, <laughs> but pretty much, uh, you know, you want to get something that's... Uh, and, and of course, let's just say uh, for those that are that do know and for those that don't, um, these are a handmade product. So no matter how good the process is, because it's a natural product made out of uh, leaves from a plant, you are not going to have 100% perfection. I mean, uh, you know, you're going to have that some, you know, you're going to have some leaves that have a little veiny in it. Um, you know, so like I said, it's not going to be like a machine made it if it's a hand rolled product, which is mm -hmm. mainly a lot, most of your uh, cigars. Um, and uh, so, yeah. It's, so if you look at something like, you know, this is, I had this problem, you know, you have, and we'll get to this too in, in, in another segment, burning issues, canoeing, uh, tunneling, things like that. You're going to have those from time to time, uh, basically because it is a handmade, pro you know, handmade product and it's, um, it's made from natural, uh, you know, there's no chemicals or there's no, you know, any, like a cigarette has a filter and it's in, you know, it's in paper and it has the, you know, things in it. A cigar is actually a tobacco plant from beginning to end. So everything in it is all natural. Um, so, you know, you're going to have that from time to time. 
was it the saying three hundred hands? Yeah. I think it was three hundred. Yeah, it's at least three hundred hands. So that's the tobacco plant in a nutshell. That's the different uh, levels. Um, and then another episode we'll get into with uh, each of these, uh, you know, the type of leaf, depending on the plant, what, it, what, it, what its part of the process is about, things you're going to get off of those different uh, you know, yeah, leaves. Yeah, talk about, you know, the strength, you know, which, which leaves give uh, right. nuances, the aromas, you know, and then you always have the, the always the medio tempo, I think it's called, which mm -hmm. is a very rare leaf. From the top of the plant but that's uh very hard to come by so get that uh, some cigars let me ask you this what is your uh what is your favorite uh either binder wrapper or filler when you look for a cigar <clears throat> honestly i really don't have uh, a favorite uh if i could recall real quick but i would i smoke i mean i know i smoke a lot of uh Habano shade or Habano wrapper leaf. Uh, when it comes to binder, it's that's something I really haven't looked into um, as as for like with the combinations of what my favorite would be. Uh, most of my most 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 of the tobacco I like, uh, I should say, the tobacco I like the most is really Nicaraguan, um, followed by some uh, some Honduran, and then you go down the list, you get to Dominican everything else it's mm -hmm. you know everything has a different flavor you know, mm -hmm. so to speak different aromas you know uh but it really all comes down to you know how it's how it's constructed i mean i've, I've heard uh you know manufacturers say that you, you could take the components of one cigar and make another cigar and it would be a totally different cigar mm -hmm. just by tweaking the blend ever so slightly you, know, you take half a leaf out of here and put a half a leaf of this in there instead. And next thing you know, you've got a totally different blend. Mm -hmm. And it's, 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 you know, that, that's another area where you get to the scientific aspect of it, of what you're actually looking for when you're trying to construct a cigar and what, you know, what you're trying, what flavor, what notes, I should say, not so much flavor, what notes you're trying to get out of it. You know, whether you want more of a floral note or you want more of a note that's, you know, depicting pepper or you want something that's, uh, you know, even like kind of like a, like a, a grassy hay type note or even, you know, chocolate is one of the big ones you hear a lot of people say, it. you know, that that's a big misconception because people don't realize when you say chocolate, you're talking about if you've ever eaten a piece of like 95% dark chocolate, that's the type of chocolate you're talking about. Right. It's a very bitter, but it has that, that aroma. True. I mean, that's another thing, uh, you know, some some, you know, the general population doesn't realize, you know, the notes you're getting from your cigar. And I, I've I've listened to podcasts and watched uh, or read some, you know, articles where there was a whole myriad of I taste this, I taste that, you know, I'm getting these notes and you know, I give an example. I was on a herf one night and we were uh, smoking and I was smoking the same cigar as the other guy. And we were just going through and he's like, you know, how you like it? And I'm like, oh, I'm pretty good. I'm getting this. And he's like, I'm getting that. And then he comes out, he goes, there's one other flavored note I'm getting. I really don't can't place. 
And I was just, uh, you know, so I was, while he was talking, I took a puff off the cigar and I'm like, it's like a graham cracker. Yep. He's like, what? I'm like, have you, you know, you eat a graham cracker, that gra like a honey graham, that graham cracker. And he's like, that was it. That was it. And it's like, uh, you know, there's nothing in here. They didn't, they didn't roll this cigar and then they take a syringe with graham cracker <laughs> flavoring and no. Um, and that's another misconception. You can get the notes by the type of, of, of blend with the different leaves, depending on the, you know, um, the region it was grown in and get notes that remind you or have a uh, have something similar to something you've had whether it's a food or a drink but this is an all-natural product it's not flavored it's not injected none of that it's just like you said the way that blender made the combination of this leaf with this leaf with this much right down to you know a half an ounce of this leaf and an ounce of this leaf and three quarters or whatever right on down to exactly what the blend is going to be before it's put in in the binder in the wrapper yeah and the other the other misconception too is you know you could have four people smoking the same cigar and you might all get slightly different notes depending on your own personal palate so right you know you never want to you know when, when you compare it's cool to compare but a lot of people you know they'll say well i get this and you know it's there is no wrong answer you know so People seem to think, well, well, how are you getting that? That's impossible. Well, that's just how their palate is developed and stuff that they've been exposed to in their life. I mean, if you eat certain foods, you're like you eat spicy foods, you're more likely to pick up certain elements. If you eat a lot of lighter foods, you're you're gonna pick up different elements. So it really comes down to how how your past and your your your, your taste profile and food and everything else in your life really comes together when you're smoking a cigar and that's going to determine what you get out of that cigar. Right. So, uh, so that's what we're going to have today. We, uh, we covered the different, uh, you know, parts of the plant, the different leaves. Uh, our next step will be uh, the next episode, we're going to talk about once that plant matures and it's ready to harvest, what happens to the leaves from there. Um, and then, you know, the journey will continue. So if you enjoyed this uh, episode today or you have any questions, uh, you can email us at podcastash2ash at gmail.com. With any of your questions, suggestions, or comments on this episode, remember to like, share, and subscribe. And uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing you on the next episode uh, in this series, Seed to Shelf. Have a great day and keep it smoky.